Hey, 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 you're now listening or watching the Halos in the Infield podcast with your host Todd Fox and Fernando the Lone Star Halo brought to you in part by Noble L Works just outside of Anaheim Stadium and the Pond or the Honda Center where you can get drink specials just by mentioning Halos in the Infield. Also brought to you in part by 714 Tickets. 714 Tickets. 714 Tickets is a place to go to get 10% off of any ticket purchase just by also mentioning H-I-T-I, Halos in the Infield. Now enjoy the show. Hey, 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 welcome into a special breaking news edition of Halos in the Infield, the podcast with your host, Todd Fox, and the other host of the show. The Lone Star Halo. There you go, residing from? I'm in College Station, home of Texas A&M. There you go. Beautiful Texas A&M. Um. <laughs> We got one topic tonight and one topic only, but it's going to be talked about in different ways, obviously. There's a lot to get into. It's Ron Washington. Ron Washington is your new Halos manager. <clears throat> There's been a lot of candidates out there, uh, Lone Star, about uh, you know anywhere from Erstad, former players, D. Sarcina, uh, Tory Hunter, but now we have one. And, and a lot of people were putting their money on Buck Showalter because you saw the stupid name in all the tweets or the X is whatever you want to call it was Artie likes Buck. Artie likes Buck. But what do you think happened? I don't really know. I, I, you know, I was under the camp too that it was going to be Buck Showalter. I, my guy was Benji Gill. That was my horse in the race. That's the guy I wanted. Wanted to give him a shot. For whatever reason, though, the organization just doesn't trust him. I, I do think Benji Gill is going to get a managerial spot. There's what, like three spots left? Correct. We got the Padres. Who are the other two? Uh, Marlins? Because Showalter's not, or not, uh, Shoemaker's not going back, right? No, he didn't opt out yet. So he's okay. technically still there. Uh, and I don't think he is now. Uh, but, um, they're, they're, you know, the San Diego job, the Houston job, and, uh, the Ohio job, right? Or Ohio, no, Ohio was filled already. Yeah. Stephen Vogue. That's right. That was a shocker. Yeah. That was weird after Terry Francona, but I like Stephen Vogue as a player. I see, I see a good manager out of him. I really do. I, I think he's going to do good. The, the big surprise for me was David Ross getting the short end of the stick in Chicago. I don't really think he's done that bad there. Well, now there's an opening in Milwaukee, which is, which is crazy because, yeah, you're right with David Ross. He kind of brought them back to being a playoff team. And then you turn around and you take Craig Council, which a lot of people are like, Craig Council, is he that good? Well, he led a Brewers team where – most MLB casual fans don't know that many players outside of Yelich um, and maybe Braun from back in the day who was not playing no more. But the, he's done a lot with the little that he's had over there in Milwaukee. Yeah, I was just more surprised that he went to a division rival. Correct. You know, because Craig Council was a was a brewer for you know a very decent chunk of his career as a player. Correct. You know, so he kind of you know hometown guy kind of stuck around for his hometown team to manage. And now he's going to not only his division rival as a player, but now division rival as a manager. So that's kind of strange. You know, you think to yourself, like, well, business is business. But, I mean, could you imagine Dusty Baker leaving the Astros to come to the Angels? Like, it'd be kind of yeah. weird. That would be very weird. Or, like, back in the day when Tony La Russa was the A's manager, and if he would have came to the Angels, that would have been weird. So Yeah, exactly. So, um, honestly, I think it'll be a good move for Craig Council. I think the Brewers might be slowly on their way out. You know, I know a lot of people are talking about they have a decent farm system and they have some potential. Yeah, but, I mean, when have the Brewers ever really put it together for a long period of time? You know, the Cubs, 
just about the same kind of potential right now with some of the youngsters. You know, they seem to be making good signings left and right. The Strowman signings worked out for them. Mm-hmm. Dansby Swanson had a good year. Which we were thinking he wasn't going to have a good year, but kudos to him. He put it up. Um, yep. Yeah, the Cubs, just if they hadn't flatlined at the end, they probably most likely would have made the postseason as well. Probably, yeah. So a lot of potential out of there. But uh, anyway, all that just to go back to the fact that the Angels finally got their guy. They finally got their manager in Ron Washington. Now, a lot of people are talking about the the excitement and the potential coaching staff he's going to hire. I mean, it's all just hearsay right now. Chances are, I'm sure not every one of those names is going to come aboard. I mean, Torrey Hunter is a name that's getting thrown around. What is it Eric Young Jr.? Yeah, also a name getting thrown around. Clint know, Hurdle, which, which would be a great one, I I believe. Clint Hurdle. He was uh, a what bench coach? Uh, prior, but he was a. Uh, he was with a pod. No, 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 no. Clint Hurdle, uh, what would he be for us? Is, uh, he, would, he would be the bench coach. He'd be next okay. in line. He'd have to. And he was the manager for the Pirates and the Rockies. Yeah, he had the Rockies in the World Series, and he had the Pirates for about a good five years, either in the playoffs or knocking on the door. So um, I, I love him as well. Uh, both guys are fiery, and both guys will, will hold these players accountable and are good with younger players which is what the Angels are going to be turning themselves into, which is a younger team. Uh, Chili Davis, I've been talking about hopefully getting him. Again, these are hearsay, but if Chili Davis were to come aboard, I'd be fine with that as a hitting instructor. He's an old-school guy. Obviously, Torrey Hunter, I don't care if what he is outside of a pitching coach. He's going to do wonders in that clubhouse. Honestly, pitching coach might be better than what we've had lately. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> I don't know what I did. And speaking of, if you haven't heard, Matt Wise and also Eric Thames are now going to the White Sox, who had the worst pitching staff last year and were one of the worst hitting teams. So let's see how far they go up. Well, yeah, a lot of Angels fans hate Keenan Middleton. And when Keenan Middleton's coming out to talk about the dysfunction inside of the White Sox organization, that tells you something. Correct. Correct. Um, But first, let me let me let me tell you or let me ask you this, um, Fernando. He gets a two-year deal, okay. and I just got a voice message from Catella Chronicles' own uh, Dominic, and he told and he said that his theory is the Angels are going to go all for it again and try to have a window within these two years to win and possibly bring back Otani on a shorter term than a long term because of his not being able to pitch for a year and a half. Do you do you kind of do you think that, or do you think that along the lines of my theory? And I want to hear yours for uh, after mine. But my theory, real quick, is I believe Ron, no matter who puts he puts on that staff, he may be, and I'm going to use the term, grooming somebody for that. Oh position. God, I told you not to use that term. <laughs> I'm going against you, damn it. That doesn't mean what you think it does, Todd. <laughs> well, I think he's he's kind of going to have the next manager in waiting, ready to go. He's going to instill the the right qualities. That's my that's my opinion. But do you think it's a win now thing or a win? Okay, for the well. Future? Okay, so who do you think that potential next manager would be? Because I mean, it's probably not Clint Hurdle. He's been there, done that. Yep. You don't need to, you don't need to quote unquote groom him. Mm-hmm. Chili Davis. I, I mean, you know, he's not old, but he's obviously getting a little long in the tooth too. Correct. Uh, you know, you want a guy who's still going to be able to relate to these guys. Obviously, Ron Washington's old. I mean, you know, I told you guys in the group chat that I feel like being a baseball manager is like being a president in this country. Like, if you're not a cough away from kicking the bucket, like you. Nobody wants you, you know, Buck Showalter, you know, Joe Madden, Ron Washington. These guys are so disconnected because they're so old. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, Rob Washington's what, 71? If 71. I saw that's pretty old, man. How are you going to connect a guy like Zach Neto, Logan O'Hoppy? Like, oh, well, let me tell you about when I was in the major leagues. Mm-hmm. I mean, when was Rob Washington last in the majors? The late 80s? When he was a what, an Astro? Uh, I believe so. Yeah, he's played. he played a long time ago. He also hasn't managed a team in a couple years. Since, I know he's been in a couple benches, but yeah, since 2014, and we'll get into that because there's something yeah, I yeah. want to go over that in a in a in a um in a nutshell of his career. But but, but let's, okay, let's so hear what you. Who's missed. the guy then? Who's the guy? It's not going to be Chili Davis. It's not going to be Clint Hurdle. Who's is it? Eric Young Jr. Is it Tory Hunter? I would say the wild card would be Eric. Eric Young Jr., if they see something in him, if he is a part of the staff, I would say Torrey Hunter's your best bet. But Benji Gill, if he's retained, I would have to say he would be the guy. Like, like he, you would see him become the bench coach over Hurdle and have him, like, just learn on the, on the job. I want to know who the pitching coach would be. I mean, because, you know, those names that are on there, once again, the, those are just speculation. I've seen a lot of tweets. We've got messages not responding to anything like that until it's set in stone official. Mm-hmm. You know, it could be by the time this podcast is out, maybe it's already obsolete because it's already been announced. Pitching coach, I think that's still up in the air. But I do want to know who the pitching coach might be. I mean, that's a pretty high bar if you are able to get Tory Hunter, Clint Hurdle, you know, Eric Young Jr. You're going to put some pressure on a potential pitching coach. It's going to suck if you get a guy who's a Matt Wise-esque guy. Yeah, you can't get the Mike Butchers of the world anymore. You got to get you got to get guys who have a bit of a repertoire, sort of like a Mark Pryor with the Dodgers. I'm trying to think like who's a pitcher who had a lot of potential, was maybe always hurt and just couldn't put it together. That's what Mark Pryor was. Mark Pryor could have been one of the best pitchers of our generation. Well, my generation. Yeah. Uh, like growing up really young, you know, your daughter's generation if he would have stayed healthy. That was his problem. When he was healthy, he was great. But, you know, he never was. I'm trying to think, who's the Angels version of that? Who's our Mark Pryor? Uh, it's hard to say, dude. We've had a lot of pitchers come through. Um, Yeah, I mean, the guy who I'm thinking, but, I mean, he had a successful career, would be a guy like a John Lackey. I just don't think John Lackey would want to coach, but I could see a guy like that been there, has been in the big spot, knows what it takes to get it done, to get to the pinnacle, the mountaintop of baseball. But I, I just feel like that kind of work would be like beneath him, like knowing like his kind of personality. Percival's done it to an extent, not yes. at the level, but I would say it would take a guy like Percival, someone okay. like that, someone that has instant respect. Uh, especially working How about a guy like a Houston street. Yeah, yeah. Successful closer in his career bounced around with a lot of teams, but he won wherever he went. So, yeah, I'm just trying to think of like maybe guys who Ron Washington has a relationship with, but then again, I mean, I wouldn't have thought he had a relationship with like Tory Hunter or like Eric Jr. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, whatever it is, you know, we'll see moving forward. I just want to go over something here before we uh, get into anything else with Ron Washington. Now he debuted, with the Texas Rangers in 2007 to a 75 and 87 record. Um, they finished fourth that year. Uh, he was 55 years old at the time. He had players uh, such as, uh, let's see, he had Kenny Lofton on a team. Uh, okay. 
he had, uh, let's see, um, his starting lineup was uh, Gerald Laird, Mark Deshera, Ian, Ian Kinsler, Michael Young, Ramon Vasquez, Frank Calamento, uh, uh, Kenny Lofton, Nelson Cruz, and Sammy Sosa. That was There's a- some pretty good names in there. Yeah, those pretty good names. Um, starting pitchers, though, uh, he had, let's see, he had Kevin Millwood, Cameron Lowe, Vicente Padilla, Brandon McCarthy, and Rob Tejeda. Uh, those, aren't, those guys aren't that good. So, I think the third guy is the only one who said who kind of rung maybe a single bell. Yeah, none of those guys pitched to an ERA under five. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, so there you go, right there. That was the problem with that particular team. He even had Eric Gagne as the closer that year. <laughs> yeah, Eric Gagne wasn't very good in 2007. He was great as a Dodger. I mean, I'll, I'll give him that. Correct. And so then after that, though. From 2008 to 2013, Ron Washington's Rangers never finished below two, uh, second place. Um, they were 79 and 83, finished second uh, in 2008. Uh, in 2009, they were 87 and 75, 90 and 72 in 2010. And the two years in the World Series, they were 96 and 66, 93 and 69, 91 and 72. Now, in 2010, he was busted for testing, or 2009, sorry, was busted for testing positive uh, for cocaine, which he did admit to being uh, in use of as a player back in the day. So he had a bit of a, um, what's it called, a relapse. But the Rangers kept their faith in him, and he restored the, their faith in him by getting them to the World Series twice. Um, he would be 91-72 and 72 in 2013. Then 2014, he did not finish the year. Uh, they finished 53 and 87. They they had a train wreck of a season, uh, lost other players. The turmoil with him was that year, uh, infidelity with his wife. So it was a personal matter. He resigned before the end of the season. Well, for starters, I'll say the good news is we don't have Matt Harvey anymore. Um, <laughs> and then I'll also say that, uh, you know, he seemingly did a very, very good job with Texas. Like you said, they had more successful seasons in terms of record than they did it during his time there. As you stated, there was many years where they didn't have good starting pitching. Mm-hmm. Um, yet, you know, second place finishes. I mean, they had a lot of – he knows how to handle young up-and-comers, right? Michael Young was up and coming for Texas at the time. That was their Zach Neto. He was there for a long time, had a very successful – career with the Rangers not Hall of Fame but definitely a Hall of very good yeah. kind of career for the Rangers Sammy Sosa was on the tail end of his career that was post cork bat that was post you know uh, steroids um God, who are some of the other guys that you said well here here what they have is towards the end he had Prince Fielder that last season he had a bunch of guys on their last legs uh, the year that they went to the World Series, one of the years they had Jorvik Torrealba as catcher, Mitch Moreland, Ian Kinsler, Elvis Andrews, Adrian Beltre, Josh Hamilton, Andy Chavez, Nelson Cruz, and Michael Young, plus uh, Napoli on the bench. Uh, pitching-wise, pitching wise, they had C.J. Wilson, Colby Lewis, Derek Holland, Matt Harrison, and Alexi Ogando. Those, that's the team they go into the World Series with. Kind of crazy to think because you look at you hear that roster and you think to yourself, how the hell did they not win the World Series? Because that's a very very good roster. Correct. The the good thing with that roster, it's not top heavy. Like you think about the Angels roster for the last couple of years, and it's been very top heavy with Otani, Trout, Rendon, and 
then there's about 50 pounds of crap. And then there's, <laughs> you know, Luis Renjifo, you know. Yeah, yeah. Mario Petit. You had uh, Shane Robinson. These guys that have graced our presence as Angels fans. Yeah. Uh, Nova. What was it? Ian Nova? Eve, I, something like that. Yeah. Uh, I've, I don't know, he was a left fielder. Yeah. Yeah. So the point is those Rangers teams were very balanced, but there is a little bit of similarities there, right? I mean, your Josh Hamilton was probably your best player at that time, right? You know, he was at the peak of his career. Mm-hmm. That was, you know, the Rangers version of our Mike Trout right now. We don't know if we're going to get Otani back, but, you know, Mike Napoli as a DH was very good for Texas. Ian Kinsler, very serviceable infielder. Adrian Beltre, one of the best third basemen of all time, future Hall of Famer. You know what I mean? So a lot of guys who have potential, who are big names, who are serviceable names, and you had a, a lot of those young and up-and-comers, you know, he got to deal with Michael Young when he was up-and-coming. So maybe that's the kind of guy you could develop out of a guy like Zach Neto who has a lot of potential. And the other thing to keep in mind, he won't was with Washington at the time that Anthony Rendon was there. Maybe all of a sudden Anthony Rendon is going to be motivated because, hey, I like that guy. Correct. At this point, it's worth a shot. I saw this meme where it was like Stone Cold Steve Austin when he was pretending to have a broken leg and he took the blanket off when he was on the wheelchair yeah. and his leg wasn't actually broken. And it's like Rendon when he sees that Ron Washington's with the Angels now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that's the thing. I mean, can Ron – look – can Ron get away from Artie? Can Artie keep his hands off of him? Can Ron let him run his staff, bring in his own guys? None of these are guys are Perry's guys. These are Ron's guys. Can Ron get all the information from the analytics department and him say, hey, you know what? I don't like this, but I'm going to go with my gut in this one. You know what I mean? Like, like is he going to have this team running more? Is he going to change the philosophy? Is he going to have his own philosophy? And then my biggest thing here is I want to know – with the training staff not being signed yet or established for the 2024 season and beyond, is Ron going to be able to pick his own staff to help take care of his players? Is this finally an opportunity that Joe Madden didn't get that uh, only Sosha has gotten in the past of picking his own entire staff, entire everything? Do you think Ron gets that choice? I mean, I'm going to say I hope so, but realistically, it's Artie Moreno, so I'm going to go with no. Um, <laughs> here's the thing, and here's where I am on it. Until the front office lets the people they hired do their thing, it doesn't matter who's the manager, who's the hitting coach, who's the pitching coach, because at the end of the day, if the front office is dictating everything, it doesn't matter if you or I is is the manager because we're being told what to do. So for Ron's sake, because he's a guy who is so established, who's been there, I mean, he's he has overseen some great, great teams. Keep in mind, this guy was uh, working for Billy Bean during the Moneyball era, coaching the Oakland A's. It's true. You know, he was with Washington. He had some very deep playoff runs with the Rangers. So this guy has been to the mountaintop with several organizations. I mean, he's never won the big game as a manager, but he's gotten to the dance and all, and you know, Bruce Bochy and the Rangers are proof this year that all you have to do is make him the dance. And you never know what would happen. No matter which way you slice it or dice it, the Rangers should not 
have won the World Series. Literally, if you're looking at a piece of paper, looking at that roster, yeah, of course there's some great pieces. You got the greatest player of all time, Corey Seager. You know, you have Will Smith, who's won three straight World Series. You have Marcus Simeon, you know, Scherzer, um, DeGrom, some, some big names on there. But when you start to look at the injuries that plagued that team, I mean, even Garcia wasn't really available during the World Series. You look at these guys, and it's baffling that they won the World Series. But at the end of the day, like we've already said a hundred times, and I'm hoping I can stop saying soon, it's an organization who hired the right guy, hired the right staff, and trusted the manager and his staff to do the right thing. It's possible to use analytics to your advantage, but you have to trust the guys you hire. Now, let me ask you this. Was this a Perry hiring or was this an Artie hiring? I think this was a Perry hiring if you had to hold a gun to my head and make a decision because I just don't buy the fact that Artie has been putting all his eggs in that Showalter basket. And he, he's not he's not shy, dude. He he reveals himself. That's why Epler and him were so good because they both like to show their hands. If they were poker people, they'd have their cards in front of you. That's how he is. Artie was just like, show Walter, show Walter, show Walter. You didn't hear Perry said, hey, we're eyeing. You know, nothing was coming out like Perry's looking at, at show Walter. They're just like, hey, well, show Walter's high on the list because Artie likes him. And he they were kind of poo-pooing Erstad and DeSarcina. So long story short, I, I, I think this one was purely a Perry move. Yeah, um, I really don't know what side of the fence it was on. I mean, I guess if I'm on the same boat, if I had to pick, it's probably a Perry move too. You know, I I don't it doesn't shriek arty to me. Mm-hmm. But uh, once again, like I just said, like three minutes ago, it doesn't matter who's hired if the front office isn't going to let Ron Washington do his job. I'm 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 hoping it works out. James Gonzalez has been wanting this for years. Um, he's been advocating for you know what since we started this podcast that they should hire Ron Washington. They finally did. Yeah, they sure did. So that's why I'm I'm happy they did this. I'm excited, but again, now we need to move on. Now, well, you know, he's going to pick his staff. We're going to have a new training staff probably pretty soon here, and then it's going to come down to free agents. Who are we going to bring in? What direction does this team take under Ron Washington? Are we going to reload? Are we going to go by the basics? Are we going to let Ron build this thing? But two years is not enough for me. That's why I tend to think this is going to be a uh, you know like hey, let me mentor somebody to take this shot long this team long term yeah i mean it's gonna go one or two ways it's gonna go like how dominic from Catella chronicles make sure to check our friends over at Catella chronicles mm-hmm. um it's gonna go the way he said and the angels are gonna go all in for these two years maybe they're gonna give otani a you know five-year contract to you know opt out after the second year um maybe they're gonna retool that way um, maybe not. Maybe they think it's going to be a rebuild. Maybe it's a quick rebuild and Rod Washington's here to stop the bleeding for two years to build a new culture, you know, to get the boys set up. So after he's 73, re- maybe retires or goes off into the distance and the angels hire their new guy, maybe their next Mike Sosha, if you will, who's going to be here for a long time. Maybe that's when they, they'll get started. Right. I mean, Hey, we kind of did a mini rebuild, you know, we now have a new second baseman. We have two new starting pitchers. Um, and all of a sudden we're good now. And now we have a new manager. Maybe that's the plan. But either way, I think that this two years is going to either be the start of an era of a rebuild or the end of an era in terms of retooling if it doesn't work out. 
Yeah, that's gonna it, only time will tell. I mean, they're they're literally not giving us an opportunity or 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 not a direction. Like, cause you, you, I mean, obviously they're not gonna come out and tell you exactly what they're gonna do. You Billy Upperwood. Yeah, exactly. But, but as far <laughs> as player personnel, but I mean, like it, you know. I would have loved for them to be like, hey, you know what? We got a dog in this fight. Don't count us out. I know the last couple world champions have come from the AL West. We want to contend with them, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Give me a spiel of some sort. Give me that or give me, hey, I know that we got the last two world champions in our division. We're trying to get to their level in a few years. Be patient. Do either one. You know, I, yeah. I don't. I just don't want this. Let's just throw shit against the wall and see if it, if it sticks. Yeah, the Angels the last couple of years have just been like, you know, just trying to get through, you know what I mean? It's kind of like that meme from South Park where the dad's like, I ain't hear no bell, and he's all beat up. That's just like <laughs> what the Angels have been, you know what I mean? Like, it's in the middle of July. It's like, oh, don't worry, we got freaking David DeJesus. I didn't hear no bell. <laughs> you know, the team's beat up. They're like 12 games under 500. There's no hope. And Artie's like, no problem, guys. <laughs> We're just gonna retool this offseason. You know what I mean? That's that's like what the fans are feeling like. It's just it's like there's been nothing positive. I can see this move being beneficial either way. Whether this is the start of a rebuild, he's only here for two years because it's a mini rebuild, and this is gonna be the guy to kind of get us through these dark two years. Okay, I can see that. Great. Ron Washington wanted the job. Here's a job. You're old as hell anyway. Here you go, you geezer. Here's the team, you know, <laughs> you know, and yeah. uh, and if not, if it's a hey, we're retooling, we're going all in, you know, we're gonna try again, we're resigning Shohei, we're running it back. Maybe this is what motivates Rendon. Maybe this is what uh, teaches some of the young guys because Rod Washington has worked with some very big names in his you know decades in Major League Baseball, what probably almost thirty years in Major League Baseball. Oh yeah. So, you know, he, he's a trusted guy. Let the guy do his job. Yeah, they, 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 need, uh, they need someone to settle this team. And I think Ron Washington, when it comes to that, is the perfect guy for it. Uh, everyone loved him in Atlanta. They knew he was a manager again in waiting. Uh, he, yep. he, he served his time. He got himself back into baseball. I mean, uh, America is about second chances, he, and he's had a second chance. I'm not going to count the one with his wife. That's, that's between him and his wife. Uh, that had nothing to do with baseball, but uh, but you know he he served his time. He's he's been a great skipper and a great coach uh, along the way, and uh, you know I'm I'm happy that he's gotten another chance with us. I, I'm very intrigued to see what he can bring to the table. And uh, again, I think in when all said and done was said and done, and and hindsight being what it is with Nevin. I believe he was castrated a bit this year because, you know, but but I just don't see them doing that to Ron. I don't think Ron took this job because these guys aren't stupid. They do their homework, and I'm pretty sure that he, he had to have come in there and said, hey, you know what, dude, I'm not going to put up with what Nevin did. You know, I've got to be my own guy, and uh, I hope Ron has that authority. I don't know. I mean, part of me feels like it's going to be a Joe Madden situation all over again, but I hope I'm wrong. I really do. I mean, I'm tired of going through this dog and pony show all the time. Angels fans are oh, yeah. We're tired of this vicious cycle. It never ends. And I mean, you know, it's also kind of aggravating that it's only a two year deal. I mean, I get it. He's 71 years old. He's old. 
So with that being said, you know, I understand you're not going to give them a five-year deal. And the last thing you want, I don't understand why they give managers, you know, these long-term deals. I mean, I know it's a different sport, but I mean, look at the Raiders, right? They give John Gruden a 10-year contract. They give Josh McDaniels, what, a five-year contract. Six. You know, why are you giving any coach in any sport longer than like, I think three years is like the max. Three years is like if you have like a Bill Belichick esque kind of you know head coach manager whatever that respective sport is, you know, that's like hey you're cream of the crop you're not going to get much better than Bill Belichick in football right I mean he's yeah. one of the best head coaches Pete Carroll another guy you know you're not going to get too much better than Pete Carroll where's the upgrade you know we didn't know it at the time and we we thought you know go hey it's time for Mike Sosha to walk away but at the time I mean Mike Sosha is one of the best in the business right. So you get these top-tier managers and head coaches in these respective sports. Those are the guys you give those three years to. Everyone else shouldn't be more than a year or two. So, you know, I I, I don't know, man. You know, I, I'm sure we'll be talking about this for the next two years. So. Yeah, I mean, it's going to it's gonna be like that. I tend to agree. I think three to four years is max because the first year is always a mulligan. If they're able to do yeah. something that first The first three- two years, really. Yeah, the first year you're really happy if they can make any, any kind of improvement. Second year you look for that improvement and guys to be getting into line to an upside for year three. And if year three is good, then you could possibly start to talk about extensions if, it, if the manager gets you into the postseason, stuff like that. Yes. So with this two-year deal, yeah, it's a little eye-opening, a little eyebrow-raising. But uh, like, you, like you said, we're going to have plenty of time to talk about this. There's a bunch of more hirings to come. We'll have stuff, uh, like you said, could break tomorrow morning. So we'll see what's up. Um, you got anything else on Ron? I'm trying to see what Bruce Bochy got in terms of a contract when he was hired. Because, you know, that's probably like the person most similar to Ron Washington, right? They're old. Ron Washington didn't come out of retirement. But, I mean, after being a bench coach for what, like five years? Five years. Might, as well, be, might as well be retirement. Well, speaking of that Raiders thing, since you brought it up, the Raiders uh, are paying those two coaches combined eighty million not to coach. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I I, I heard that. I just got done well before I got in the shower watching a video about uh, McDaniel's being the worst NFL coach, and they talked about that. But uh, Bruce Bochy got a three year deal for the record, so it's funny they gave him a three year deal out of retirement. But uh, Ron Washington is only getting a two year. Once again, not out of retirement, but still. But uh, you know. Let's be realistic. The chances of us winning a World Series his first year, the way Bruce Bochy did, you know, pretty minimal. It's not going to happen. You know, he was the except. Bruce Bochy was the exception, not the rule. As great of a manager as he is, even that was a bit immaculate. Absolutely. I mean, I none of us would have put money on Texas even at before their hot start. I did. <laughs> I have proof that I put money on the Rangers to win the World Series. I put it in the beginning of the the playoffs. And only put a dollar on it. But I'm just, as soon as the playoffs started, I put a dollar on them. I put a dollar on the Astros. And I put, I think, like $5 on um, Atlanta. I'm talking about regular season, though, man. It's like. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Yeah, if you yeah. want to put a dollar on the Rangers to win the World Series. Yeah, you have a lot of dollars right now. Yeah, when spring training was. I mean, you would have made a lot of money. Exactly. Uh, they had huge odds right there. Um, last thing I'll say about it is. Um, I think a World Series. If you were if you were compared to what Bochi did with the Rangers, I think our World Series would just be getting us to the postseason. If somehow, yeah. some way, he were to, then you'd see the value in Ron 
and his staff if they were able to tweak this team just enough and give this team enough culture and enough push to get to the playoffs. I don't care if they get swept right away. I mean, to me, breaking that streak right away would be fantastic. Yeah, they got to get the monkey off their back for sure. I mean, let's just put Trot in the playoffs. and Yeah. That way we can start seeing those stupid articles. I'm so tired of them. I mean, you know, we didn't see the articles in 2014. We didn't even see them in, like, 2015. It was like, once 2016, 2017 started, that's when it really was like, oh, Trout got to go to the playoffs. He's wasting his career. Once yeah. again, I mean, you don't see the guys in the national media going after Aaron Judge. He hasn't won anything in New York. He's not coming close at all to winning anything in New York. Yeah, and talk about getting gifted that MVP because he sure as hell didn't deserve it this year. Yeah, yeah. He, last year when he did win it, I mean, cool. He broke Roger Maris's record for most home runs in the American League or whatever. Cool. Yeah, whatever. In a single season. Fantastic. I've seen people hit home runs before. But when Trout – or sorry, my apologies. When Otani wins in 2021, outdoes himself in 2022 and doesn't win, that's bonkers. We'll right. see if he wins this year. I know he's favored to win this year. Chances are he's going to win this year, especially because MLB knows it's going to be good marketing, right? Like, oh, the two-time MVP's a free agent. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're- and you know Otani's not going to sign anywhere until that MVP award because that's going to drive up the value, of course. Correct, correct. He'd be an idiot to sign now. Yeah, yeah. It's, he's just going to continue with those New Balance commercials, and then uh, we'll see what happens from there. Yeah, the one of uh, him like taking batting practice at Tempe Diablo with like a selfie stick. Yep, yep. <laughs> you can see the GoPro camera. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the best they can come up with. Fantastic. Um, so yeah, that's all I got, bro. Um, well, if anything else breaks, I'm sure we're going to cover it in some capacity. Um, and we got more. Stay tuned and follow us on our yeah. social media because the news is breaking all the time. Correct. We were pretty early to the Ron Washington party. I think we were like about two or three minutes past the official announcement. Mm-hmm. That went up pretty quick. So so for Todd Fox and uh, the Lone Star Halo. Good night, everybody, or have a good day, wherever you are. There you go.